You're listening to the Rockford Symphony Orchestra podcast, where we look to inform about our upcoming events and give insight to behind-the-scenes happenings at the RSO. This is Phil Davidson, and with me today is Rockford Symphony Orchestra guest conductor Kevin Stites, who, of course, is no stranger to RSO, as he has conducted a number of other great performances in the past. And we today are discussing a perennial favorite, the Holiday Pops, on Saturday, December 16th at 7.30 p.m. at the Coronado Performing Arts Center. And I got to tell you, this has always been a personal favorite of mine. My family started attending the Holiday Pops in the early 1980s, and with one or two exceptions... I have attended everyone since then, and I, it's just it's just a holiday tradition for us, and I know it is for so many others, and I hope that people that have not been able to go in the past will make it a tradition for themselves as well. On sort of a personal side for you, Kevin, besides all the times that you have conducted the RSO, you are described— See, I read the materials. Yeah. <laughs> you are described as a Broadway and Hollywood conductor. Tell us something about that description. It's a very glamorous description, I have to say. And it says so I, in, in some of the uh, materials. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good. Okay, so I spent 25 years in New York City. Uh, as a music director, 13 Broadway shows I was fortunate enough to be the music director for. And for Holiday Pops purposes specifically, I spent six seasons as the music director of the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. So holidays are us, you know, for that for that matter. So I did leave, live in New York for 25 years and only moved back in 2020, when I say back to the hamlet of Pecatonica, where I, I base myself out of now in my parents' home, my remodeled parents home but i also the hollywood part of it is i have done over seven appearances at the hollywood bowl as a conductor uh, most recently a big sondheim tribute um, that was all star-studded and, and quite successful i have to say it was really a great experience and also have conducted the la phil and disney hall so i like to think i'm sort of you know bi-coastal in that way and right in the middle is the rockford symphony terrific that's wonderful now, let me ask you this. Uh, there is an awful lot of Christmas, great Christmas and holiday music out there. I mean, I, I can't imagine how much there would be to look through. So how and why did you choose the selections to perform? Phil, that's the most difficult part of this process because, like you say, it's a complete blank slate. When mm-hmm. you're starting with a blank slate, um, because I did want to – you know, Steve's done some wonderful traditions here, but I thought, well, no, let's. I'm different. Let's let's do something. Try to do something a little bit different and new. Um, I grew up in Pecatonica playing the organ for church, churches, two couple churches, and Christmas was my favorite time. Lots of great Christmas music and playing. So I've sort of always loved Christmas music, both secular and sacred. And then the six years at Radio City certainly. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a shot of adrenaline Christmas, 90 minutes, no waiting, you know, mm-hmm. 32 times a week. So I started thinking about material in August because you have to do things pretty far in advance, you know, in symphony orchestras. And 
I just listened to everything. And I kept thinking, what excites me? What makes me cry? Either because it's so joyful or it's so beautiful or, you know, depending on your religious beliefs, if, if that, that works for you. And then I thought, well, what also would appeal to a wide base of listeners and covering a lot of different styles? And so I think, I think we've done that. But I tried to find arrangements that were fresh. And when I say contemporary, I don't mean like pop, but, but newly minted sounding, not necessarily, you know, Leroy Anderson Christmas Festival Overture, which is fantastic. But what's a, what are the pops orchestras now doing, you know, a, a little later? So I, I did a lot of research and – like I said, it was August. It was Christmas in August in Pecatonica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. And when it's warmer like that, it's kind of hard to get your mindset on something like that. Literally, I sat on my screen porch in shorts and a T-shirt, barefoot, with headphones on, <laughs> scouring libraries of Christmas music. Yeah, it had to be difficult. But no, it was actually sort of fun. I'll tell you, I, I looked over the entire list, and it's a great variety. It's in some of the pieces— Either we haven't heard for a long time or or they're new. Or newly arranged. Right. You know, and we're doing, well, when we, when we talk about the pieces, I will elaborate further, but we are using the organ, the, the restored theater organ with the orchestra because it's or, it, in a couple of the orchestrations, which I'm very excited oh, about yeah, too. Oh, yeah, that'd be terrific. Yeah. Well, of course, the uh, Nielsen Chorale will once again be joining you in the performance, but there are several other special guests and choirs. Who are they? And uh, if you want to talk about how they might be involved. Okay. Uh, we've got, we're featuring two uh, local local talents. Um, there's a local news anchor uh, named Eric Wilson. Oh, yes. Who Eric works at Starlight Theater often. He's got the theater buggies. He's an actor, but also, you know, five o'clock news. Uh, Eric And Rockford native actress Sharon Sachs will be featured throughout the evening. Um, Let's leave what they're doing a little bit as a surprise for the listeners. But there also will may or may not be a special appearance by Mayor Tom McNamara. Mm. And then we have the Kappa West Middle School Choir that's conducted by Martha Bine, who did Carmina Burana last season, I think, for the RSO. And the debut of the newly formed, not since COVID have we heard, the Rockford Youth Choir Cantorai, mm-hmm. which is conducted by Addison Youngblood. And they haven't sung in public since COVID. And so they're newly formed. They're reforming. So I'm really excited about them wow. making a reappearance into the Rockford musical scene, I think, because it's such a strong tradition. You mentioned uh, Rockford native and Boyle and grad Sharon Sachs. Can you tell us something about some of the things she's been doing since uh, she's left Rockford? Well, she's she's done great. She has toured the country in Wicked and also played Wicked on Broadway. She plays Madame Morrible. And she's done TV shows like Grimm, Will and Grace, Dexter, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And she, speaking of Christmas films, is in the movie Home Alone 3. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's And she's also oh. done work in Chicago at the Goodman, Drury Lane, Marriott Theater, works at the Main State Theater in uh, Brunswick. And gosh, she also designs costumes. 
And she's also a very good friend. But um, she she's done really, really well. There is a group of lock, lots of people from Rockford that have done really well yes. in theater, TV, film, you know, and she's one of them. And we're also – oh, I forgot to mention that we're using um, – we have special assistance on this concert, sort of a collaboration with the Peck Playhouse Theater from good old Peckatonica. Uh, they are rebuilding. Um, their theater collapsed during a heavy, heavy snow a couple of years ago, and they're rebuilding. And we are expanding this Holiday Pops concert to include elements that the RSO normally doesn't have to think about. Uh, and the Peck Playhouse Theater is helping us with script, some set decor, props, wardrobe, production assistance, um, things that I didn't want the RSO to have to fully do because I'm pushing the envelope a lot for this concert. I realize it. So the good folks from Peck are going to help us out. Well, this sounds exciting. You got to come, folks. There's going to be a lot of surprises. I, I think so. I mean, Phil wanted to ask other questions. I'm like, no, let's not Let's not do that one. Let's just <laughs> let that one, let them come see the concert. Well, uh, speaking of the concert, it features some great old and new holiday favorites. And one of the featured pieces is one of my favorites, Carol of the Bells. And I think I read somewhere that this carol has ties to Ukraine. How so? 100 <laughs> uh, percent. It was written in 1914 and by – I don't do pronunciations yeah. very well of names. but You notice I didn't mention the well, yeah, By Mikola Leontovich. And he wrote music for a Ukrainian song called Shedrik. And that music became what we know as Carol of the Bells. It wasn't – didn't have lyrics until 1936, uh, an arranger called Peter Wilowski um, added lyrics to it and copyrighted lyrics. And Peter Wilowski did lots of famous arrangements. There's a good battle hymn of the Republic that he did that everybody sings. And his lyrics to Carol of the Bells and four-part arrangement is what I think every high school and every college choir has done. Now, we're doing an orchestral-only version of it. Mm-hmm. And I found this remarkable arrangement that features every element the percussion section could have that remotely resembles a bell, including Turandot gongs. I mean, it's pretty spectacular. I think it really sounds fresh, different, as I was talking about earlier. But I, I think the orchestra will tear into it. Fantastic. Well, and then we are, we're also going to hear Baby, It's Cold Outside. And as a matter of fact, it is kind of cold It out is. There. Which has, of course, been recorded by... Everybody. Everybody and their uncle. You and I should record it after this, No, you do not want me recording (laughs) anything that has to do with singing. However, I read that it was originally written by Frank Lesser for his wife and him to sing at, I believe it was their housewarming party, and it really wasn't performed in public domain for quite a while, can you elaborate on this? That story is correct, and it's Frank Lesser and his wife, Joe Sullivan, who was – he married after she was the lead in Most Happy Fella, a nice woman. She just passed away a year or two ago. The song ended up in a movie called Neptune's Daughter of random things, and it was an Esther Williams movie. No, oh, it she had did not to be sing Esther it. Williams with yeah, Neptune's exactly, Daughter. Exactly, <laughs> But um, it, it's been interpolated into several other motion pictures, and as you said, everybody in the world has recorded it. Um, I have changed it a little bit. Lately, with our 2023 sensibilities, the lyrics 
have come under scrutiny as it's, it's, I hate to use the words, but it could almost be considered a date rape song. Say what's in this drink, you know, to light a cigarette, you know, and it's a guy trying to get a, a woman to stay a right. little longer right. into the date. Um, I flip-flopped it. So it's actually the woman trying to get the man to do it. And Eric and Sharon are going to sing it. And I've changed the lyrics to be character specific to what they're doing in the concert. Okay. So it's, I hope it's charming, but I've tried to take a little bit of the the criticism that the song gets now away. So I don't think we'll have that, those issues, but yeah, Neptune's daughter. I never saw that movie, but somehow that doesn't seem to fit into a Esther Williams movie, but it doesn't, it was plopped into the movie unabashedly because it was going to be a hit song. Oh, well, um, you're also performing a Christmas scherzo. What's that all about? Well, Okay, it's a little, the title is a little mysterious. Scherzo means vigorous, light, playful piece of music, uh-huh. quite often in three, four time. And I found this this arrangement uh, in a library from the Boston Pops, uh-huh. which Maestro Yanif has saluted this right. fall. Um, you, can, you can now access some of the Boston Pops Christmas library. Very few pieces, but this is one of them. And it was arranged by a genius arranger named Don Sebesky, who uh, was a Broadway and symphonic arranger of, of, of some note. He literally wrote the book on arranging, and he wrote a book called The Contemporary Arranger. And it's a spectacular piece. I, again, I think the orchestra is going to really love it. Not easy, but it goes through, I saw three ships, O Christmas Tree, O Tannenbaum, O Tannenbaum. It moves fleetingly and expertly, the holly and the ivy, I just I, I'm looking forward to the audience to hear it because it just is like a breath of wintry fresh air. Terrific. Well, uh, and then um, the orchestra and the and the children's choir joined together to perform "Christmas Time Is Here," which of course we all are familiar with from the Charlie Brown Christmas special on television. But it, this is particularly special because I think somebody we all know is involved in this rendition. Correct. Uh, it's going to be um, Cantorai is going to do it alone, and there there are small oh, okay. small for yeah small forces. There, it's like I think they're going to maybe have thirteen to fifteen young singers, and I chose it because it's so innocent and basic, and also in my effort to please all the different tastes, it's a little jazz, Vinstraldi jazz, you know. The arrangement is by Steve Larson. We may Who? know him. I know some guy named Steve Larson. <laughs> Go figure. He it was in the library uh, as I explored the symphony's music library, and I found it, and it said orchestration by Steve Larson, and um, I thought about it and thought, what a good song for Contrai to sing. And then I've asked him to make some. We we changed the key, and because it's Steve Larson, he's like, no, no, I want to I want to play with the arrangement a little bit more. So he's in the process of still adapting it. But yeah, it's Steve's. It's Steve's chart. Terrific. Well, then, then following that, the children and the Nielsen Chorale and the orchestra joined together to perform some selections from a rather famous holiday movie. So, what is that movie, and uh, what are the songs? Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Die Hard. Yeah, I which, knew you were going to say yeah. something. <laughs> no, it's Home Alone. Yes, which I think is one of the one of the most fun 
Christmas mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and the score in the songs are by John Williams, also popular here at the mm-hmm. Rockford Symphony. Mm-hmm. And there are three songs, uh, a song called Somewhere in My Memory that the children are going to do, Star of Bethlehem, which is in a minor modality that it almost sounds Hebraic. It, it's it's very solemn and, and stirring called Star of Bethlehem. And then a real joyous release at the end that the kids and the Nielsen Chorale will sing called Merry Christmas. And that'll be the end of the first half. Well, then, uh, getting into the second half, I would consider a holiday pops not being complete unless we heard Sleigh Ride. <laughs> we don't want to get specific here, but I understand that uh, uh, there will be uh, a, some surprises in this performance. And let's just leave it there, Phil. Yeah, yeah. I think that that'll be the fun fun part of it. I, I will say, honestly, I vowed to myself we will not do Sleigh Ride. Every concert does Sleigh Ride. And my son, who plays the trumpet, said to me, you're out of your mind. You have to have Sleigh Ride on the concert. And, and I he said, was right. He was absolutely right. <laughs> you know. But then I thought, well, what would really make it fun? And so now you have to buy your tickets and come see. You have to because this is going to be terrific, I'm telling you. I hope so. And then, you know, one of my all-time favorite groups as far as holiday music goes is Pentatonics, which, of course, most people know is an a cappella group. And the concert features two pieces that they have recorded. What are those pieces and, and how are you going to perform them? Well, there is a select group from the Nielsen Chorale, basically the section leaders, I'm told by uh, Martha Bine, called Encora. And they have been featured, I think, at several mm-hmm. Holiday Pops concerts. They're going to sing a cappella, That's Christmas to Me, which is on one of the Pentatonics albums. And then they're going to do O Come All Ye Faithful, which is going to feature a vocal beatboxer. And I, I'm, I don't know where she found one. But she found somebody in Rockford who does that because the whole the whole thing of pentatonics is the fifth person mm-hmm. is the guy who does the percussion. Right. Exactly. And uh, so it's really four parts plus a, a vocal percussionist. And she found somebody. And so they're going to break the mold a little bit, use mics. And again, I ask her to, to do something pentatonics. I, 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 like you, think they're the greatest thing, mm-hmm. you know, to enter the Christmas market. And listen to them after all these years, listen to every album that they have. So I asked her if she could do something by that group. So these arrangements are straight up pentatonics. Terrific. Well, here's a a name that's familiar to most people that have attended uh, Pops concerts at RSO, and that's Robert Wendell. Yep. Uh, I think he's known mostly as an arranger. Uh, Especially, well, Sleigh Ride is something that he has arranged Mm -hmm. uh, off and on. But he actually wrote the words and music, as I read, uh, of, of a piece called Holiday Greetings, uh, which is the last selection on the program. Tell us a little bit about Mr. Wendell and, and about this piece. Well, he's a Connecticut boy, and I had to do a little research on him, quite to, to be brutally honest. I didn't know a lot about him other than at the publishing side. But he spent years in musical theater. So I identify with him in that um, and became known as a Christmas specialist. And here could be why. I don't know if you know that he studied privately with Leroy Anderson. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. 
And perhaps that's why he did an arrangement of Sleigh Ride, because <laughs> he studied with the composer. But he also, I found out, was a standby conductor for Maestro Don Pippin at Radio City Music Hall, mm-hmm. my old alma mater, where where that's like a, like a, a direct IV of Christmas, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he's got the Christmas in his blood. He's got the love of Christmas in his blood. And he wrote this piece um, for the Philly Pops in 2015. Uh, conducted by my buddy David Charles Abel, and it features kids choir, adult choir, orchestra, and pipe organ. And it mentions it's 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 I think it's a perfect end of the concert. It, it's sort of no matter what you celebrate, um, we wish you good cheer. Basically, is what it's saying. And it mentions Kwanzaa, it mentions Hanukkah, and uh, of course Christmas. Well. You have alluded to something that I was going to mention next. First of all, there is no way that we can be dis- be able to discuss all the great music that's going to be in this program in any kind of detail. We'd be here so long that people would be uh, taking naps because there's so much of it, so, so much great music that's going to be featured. But I do want to mention one other piece that will be included that celebrates another great observation this time of year, and it is called a Hanukkah fantasy. Tell us about that. Well, I called Maestro Yanni Fatar in August from my porch, sweating, and said, I'm, you know, I'm doing holiday pops. Could you recommend some Hanukkah songs? And he thought for a long time, and he said, there is an arrangement by a man named Jeffrey Beagle, and he goes, I haven't heard it. <laughs> But I'm told it's really, really good. Check it out. And so I did. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful arrangement of four songs, two of which are in Hebrew. And I, my Hebrew is horrible. But the first song is Ma'oz Tur, which is Rock of Ages. And then the pop song, I Have a Little Dreidel. And then Yerushalim Shel Zahaf. I just butchered that. But it means Jerusalem of God. And then ends with Hanukkah or Hanukkah. And it's a beautiful, atmospheric, um, sort of six-minute journey through these four pieces, uh, sacred and popular, that salute Hanukkah and features the Nielsen Chorale. Again, in my effort to try to make this palatable f- to for everybody, it's atmospheric and, and joyous. I, I hope it. I hope it's as moving as I think it could be. Well, I've got to tell you, this program it does have something for everyone, and I'm excited about it. I will be there, and I hope that everybody that's listening to this podcast who do not yet have tickets will rush online or to the box office and get tickets, because if you don't, you're going to miss a, the, the holiday tradition. And um, at 7 p.m., the concert starts at 7.30. At 7 p.m., there will be an organ concert pre-show. Oh. Now, they normally do the organ at like 6.30, mm-hmm. and you know, that's a long time for people to sit until a 7.30 right. you know, go. But I've made arrangements, so the concert will start with the house curtain in, which means the orchestra can be on stage and warming up and tuning up. No one will know from 7 to 7.30 as per their agreement, and we can have an organ prelude. The, on the, the theater organ of, you know, contemporary things and pop things and traditional things. And I don't know how to say 
there's something for everybody enough. Yep. You know, and and quite honestly, that's a ripoff from Radio City Music Hall because there are two twin pipe organs there, theater organs that are the I think the largest in the world, and they do an organ pre-show. And I thought, well, I know how well that works. Let's try to do it here. Well, if you're going to rip something off, that's the place to rip it from. Let me tell you, that's right. <laughs> we don't have 36 dancing girls. No. That'll be next year. <laughs> All right. So get your tickets now for next year as well. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a holiday tradition in our area, and and I encourage everyone to come and and see the see the holiday pops. You know, call your friends, come together as a family and as a group, because that's really a great way to see. Uh, the RSO's holiday pops. And and when is that happening? It's happening on Saturday, December 16th at 7.30 p.m. And where else but the fantastic Coronado Performing Arts Center. And if you would like more information on this concert, and of course, if you would like tickets, go to rockfordsymphony.com or you can give them a call at 815-965-0049. This is Phil Davidson and Kevin Stites, guest conductor. Thank you for listening. <laughs>